on 060-552-7303, We take this brief, brief breather now and uh, on the other side we head out to the United Kingdom and are going to be joined shortly uh, by uh, SABC correspondent uh, who's going to be uh, speaking to us tonight, uh, Laura Macon Isherwood, uh, joining us all the way from the United Kingdom. Laura, good evening and welcome. Good evening. Are you well? I am well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, as, as I said, and you certainly would have heard in my introduction, that a uh, big part of the news we've had here in South Africa is what has been coming out of number 10. Um, and just for the benefit of some of our listeners, um, I think many of them would be familiar with the scandals and uh, the discontent in uh, the Conservative Party. What has happened in the last week that has, I guess, given rise to this development now? Resignation and, uh, yes, Boris Johnson might stay on longer until the Tories find a replacement. Uh, but uh, how did we get here? It's been a long, old road. There has been scandal after scandal, blow after blow dealt to the Prime Minister. He seemingly managed to weather all of them, apart from the revelations that came about over the last week. It started with an accusation that his deputy chief whip Mm. had sexually assaulted two men at a private members club in London. That deputy chief whip, Chris Pincher, wrote a letter, a resignation letter to the Prime Minister when those allegations were made, apologising for being drunk and saying that he'd embarrassed himself and other people Uh, there. So he decided to step down. And then there was a lot more controversy surrounding the situation around Chris Pincher actually getting that deputy chief whip job in the first place. It's a pretty high profile position. He was in charge of pastoral care of the Conservative Party, but also, of course, keeping those MPs in line, ensuring that they would vote in the way that the government wanted them to vote. So it's Mm. a pretty uh, significant title to have. However, he was promoted fairly recently within Boris Johnson's premiership. And over the days since he handed in his resignation, Chris Pincher, there were a few more uh, revelations that came to light. More allegations had been made historically that Chris Pincher had assaulted people or behaved inappropriately. Things Mm. that Chris Pincher denies, of course. But Boris Johnson claimed not really to know much about it when he gave him that promotion and that position. But over the days that followed, more and more people came out and said they were certain that Boris Johnson would have been briefed about this when he was working at the Foreign Office, but he essentially would have known. And so there were accusations that Number 10 were lying. Mm. And it seems like this finally was the straw that broke the camel's back and the wider Conservative Party, his own MPs, started Mm. to turn against him. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, more recently also there's been the issues around, uh, I don't know what you guys have been calling it, their party gate. Uh, And uh, maybe talk to us about that briefly. Yeah, absolutely. So this, of course, was huge here in the UK as well, made massive headlines. There was uh, there were parties that were held inside Downing Street. Number 10 officials attended them. The Prime Minister uh, attended some of those as well, at least for a short time to give speeches. He said to thank his staff. But a lot of the revelations that came out of that clearly showed that they were organised events. There was an investigation into how many uh, events took place inside Downing Street. That was a police investigation. And then there was a report as well, the Sue Gray report, that set out all of those findings. It was a time when the rest of the British public had been told that they should not be seeing other people. They should be staying indoors, keeping out of contact with others as much as possible, because we were in the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so there was this uproar, essentially, that the government had made those rules, but they weren't sticking by them. 
It wasn't enough, though, for the Prime Minister to be kicked out of office. He managed to hold on. But this now seems to be the end of the road for, for Boris Johnson. The implications for the, uh, I guess, uh, you know, parliamentary uh, party out in the Conservative Party, uh, I mean, of this kind of thing. Uh, we saw even, I guess, with the exit of Theresa May that um, there was also deep division within the Tories during that particular moment. Is that situation worse and what implications does that have uh, for, for the Conservative Party? Well, the big question now is who's going to take over. And mm. I imagine that the Conservative Party are trying to find someone that will unify them, that can take the country forward, move away from the controversy and chaos, essentially, that has taken place in Westminster over the last few months. So they're going to be looking for someone, I imagine, who is pretty solid and hasn't got anything particularly strong that the press, that journalists can find out about him that could be or her that could be uh, criticised. So that's going to be the next phase. We're waiting, of course, for different MPs to throw their hat in the ring and say that they want to be the next leader of the Conservative Party and ultimately the next Prime Minister. There will then be a series of votes that take place and the new leader will be chosen. Until then, the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is remaining in number 10 until that new leader is chosen. Now, that is divisive in itself. Mm. Boris Johnson has appointed a new cabinet around him. Uh, he's got staff with him now, but he has told them in a cabinet meeting that there will not be any new policies pushed forward. It is not that cabinet's role. However, former Conservative Prime Minister Sir John Major has written to the Conservative Party and said that it is unsustainable for Boris Johnson to remain in there even for the next few months because he has not got the command of the wider Conservative Party Mm. and the wider parliamentary group. And so we're now in this situation where it could be that people continue to place pressure on Boris Johnson so that he leaves before a new leader is chosen. Who are some of the frontrunners? We've got a few. Uh, The bookie's favourite at the moment seems to be Ben Wallace. He's the Defence Secretary at the moment, overseeing the Ministry of Defence here. He's been... Fairly, I'd say he's not been that well known within the British public until very recently. He, of course, has been at the forefront of the UK's response to the invasion of Ukraine. He's been obviously trying to coordinate different uh, hardware military kit that has offered up the Ukrainian defence forces for them to try to repel Russian advances. He's also been fundamental in ensuring that Ukrainian defence force personnel can come to the UK and can be trained here uh, two, he's seen as a very solid pair of hands. Even just this morning when more people were resigning, he himself set out his position saying that it is the job of these MPs to try to get Boris Johnson out. But ultimately, someone needs to remain in their post to ensure the security of the UK. So he's seen as a pretty strong candidate. There's also Rishi Sunak. He's a former chancellor, of course. He was uh, fundamental in the UK's response for the public, at least, to the mm. COVID-19 pandemic. He's also got a great, uh, a good handle on the economy. We know that the reason that he resigned from Cabinet was because he and Boris Johnson had differing opinions about how to respond to the current economic crisis that the world is effectively moving into. So those are two of the frontrunners at the moment, but we don't for sure that they will put their hat into the ring. So it's a waiting game now. Hmm. Then I guess the, the other issue is, of course, uh, you know, uh, I'd be interested to hear what Labour is saying insofar as this is concerned. We, we did hear reports that, you know, they are going to signal their vote of uh, no confidence in the House of Commons, uh, in the uh, Prime Minister. What's the likelihood that, I guess, this might uh, create an opening for them in the next ballot? It's a very good question. Because 
until recently, there hadn't been a very decisive uh, poll that came out that said that Labour would definitely get into power if there were to be an election called. Now, the last few days have changed that slightly. We found that Zakir Starmer is actually more favoured as a leader than some of those MPs that I've just mentioned. It could be in the running to be, become the next Conservative leader. So I imagine for now, given the turbulence that, that has been taking place here uh, in the UK over the last few months, it could be that the Conservatives really do try to hold on, try to move away from this and turn the rhetoric around. But for the Labour Party, it may well be a good option. And Sakir Starmer has said that he thinks it's time that Boris Johnson did leave number 10, that that's what the country deserves. Ironically, he led um, in the last elections in 2019... Uh, the Tories to a landslide victory, probably the largest majority they've had since uh, Margie Thatcher in the 80s. Um, are electoral outcomes set to be a lot closer going forward on the back of all of these divisions in the Conservative Party? Well, we understand that one of the reasons that the Prime Minister Boris Johnson wanted to stay in post was that he was worried if a snap election was called that the Conservatives would go, that Labour and the Scottish National Party, which has recently signalled that it wants a second independence referendum of its own, would actually form a coalition and then get into power. And the concern was from Boris Johnson, or at least the reason that he was giving for wanting to stay, was that he thought that that could be the Conservatives ousted for years and years and cut to come, mm. not really seeing a return option. So he's sort of played this decision to try to hold on as being preservative, I suppose, for the Conservative Party. But we just don't know. Everything changes so quickly in mm. politics, doesn't it? Yeah, So, indeed. I mean, and it is ultimately up to the people if they are eventually offered that ballot, uh, that option to vote at the ballot box, then it's up to them who they decide to choose. And we just don't know. Things have been so turbulent over the last few years. It's really hard to predict. Laura, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Laura Macon Isherwood, SABC correspondent, speaking to us all the way out from the United Kingdom and uh, giving us the latest. They're coming from number 10 Downing Street. Uh, yeah, Prime Minister Boris Johnson set to exit stage left uh, on the back of a lot of pressure from his own Conservative Party caucus. What do you make of that?